tell him about the bishop calling in his office. So I was just moving along in my life, cutting potatoes and dating my sweetheart. Driving your car. Her name was Colleen, and I, I had a car of my own, and and we dated almost on a daily basis. I couldn't go a day without seeing Colleen, I guess. But anyway, that was my love life. And I knew for years that I was going to marry her. She's going to be my wife. Anyway, that's the way I had it planned. But it just never worked out that way. This other girl, who is my wife today, Gloria Furman, became my wife. Now, how that all happened was her uncle. Well, wait a minute, you gotta tell about your mission. The bishop called you in the office and called you on a mission. You gotta tell them that so they know what happened. Well, okay. So I was just going along doing that kind of thing and working and dating and and I always had a date and always were having fun doing stuff. I I just had to be on the go all the time. So as we were just going along in life up out of the blue, the bishop called me, our bishop. Called, called you in his office. And he wanted to see me in his office. And uh, I didn't think too much about that at the time. I had no idea that he was going to say, we would like to talk to you about it a mission and and call you to go on a mission. And the Army had already got to me. I, I had to report to the Army. You were drafted. Or I was about to be drafted. You were drafted. And uh, I went to the head Army people there. I told them that I was uh, going to be called to go on a mission for the church and it took two years and I, I asked him, I said, if you'll give me a deferment, in other words, uh, cancel my appointment to report for duty, that would have been the start of my basic training, but I, I worked a deal with the army people and I told them about our church and about me wanting to go on a mission and it would take two years and I says after two years I'll be free and clear and I can I can report and go on a mission and do whatever you ask me so it really worked out just about that way I uh, I knew that I soon, as soon as possible, and sooner as far as the Army was concerned, 
but they made a deal with me and they they accepted my suggestion that after I get done with all this, I would report for duty at the Army base or Army headquarters, whatever you called them back then. And uh, that's the way my life was. So tell them where you went on your mission. I was called on a mission pretty suddenly, but I had gone to the bishop's office first. He wanted to see me, and I went to the bishop's office, and he asked me if I'd go on a mission. And I didn't hesitate. I just said, yeah, I'll go on a mission, because I knew that's what I had in the back of my head. So when I got through with the bishop, that night I went home to my parents and told them that I had been to the bishop's office and they want to call me on a mission. And that was fine with my parents. They had no problem with that. And all I did then for a week or two or a month or two, whatever it took, it was to wait for a mission call. And when the mission call came, I was called to go to the North Central States. And they were headquartered in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So that's where I went and I served my two years. And then when I got released. Tell them, did you like your mission? Somehow much you enjoy. Oh, I loved the mission. I just had nothing but joy and love for the Lord and being able to be out on the mission. And my parents, when I told them, they, they accepted it just happily. Now, I was being taken out of the family because I wouldn't be bringing any more money in. But all that was arranged and taken care of, and, and my only responsibility was to report uh, to the Army as soon as I could. Well, after your mission. After my mission. I didn't have any, I knew what I was going to be doing because I'd made an agreement with them. And they probably had my name down right there looking at it every day. And tell them your parents were divorced while you were in the mission field. Yeah, my parents, bless their hearts, they lasted, they lasted as long as they could. But they didn't love one another anymore. And they were going to get a divorce. And the only thing that kept them from getting a divorce while I was on my mission was was they they didn't want to go through that while I was serving a mission. So they kind of put it on the back burner. But they did get divorced while you were on the mission. And they did divorce. So... When I got home, I didn't have anything to go home for because my parents were split. And you wanted to stay in the mission field. 
And I really, really wanted to stay in the mission field and keep doing what I was doing because I was having a good time being a missionary. And I was a good missionary. And one of my dreams I have right now is that I wished I could see my bishop on the street or in church somewhere uh, and just tell him a little bit about my life, that I did go on the mission, and of course he knew that. But I, I went on a mission and I served the Lord, and I come back and had to report to the Army because I made an agreement with them that as soon as I could, I would do that. And so they expected me to do that and keep my word and report uh, to the service people. So I had a lot of people dependent on me there about going on a mission, not going on a mission, and then where to go. All these things were major obstacles, but I got through all of them and served an honorable mission, and I was just a happy-go-lucky boy. I could do all that stuff. Now, there's a there's a person that's responsible for a lot of my th th thinking, and his name was Cyril Furman. And I didn't didn't have any idea that he wanted me to break. Well, I had no idea that it was going to work out even remotely and have him involved in it. But Cyril came up to me one day and says... After you, after you got home from your mission. Yeah, I'd been on my mission now. And he came up to me and he says, I've got a niece. Now, Cyril Furman and I uh, even though he was old enough to be my father, he and I were probably the best of buddies of anybody that could be a buddy to another person. And uh, I, I just loved Cyril Furman. So anyway, I went home and I, or I got home and then I made a date as soon as I could with my sweetheart. Her name was Colleen. And I made a date as, I, she lived in the country and I had to drive out there. But I drove out to her country farm and we talked and talked and talked, but <coughs> Cyril, he never did let up on me. He had a niece that uh, he wanted me to meet. And he did nothing but brag on her and told me what a beautiful <coughs> girl she was and 
and uh, faithful church member and all that kind of stuff. And he got his two bits worth in about every time we saw him. But uh, it never, never worked because I told him that that I had these other plans and and it really did involve uh, uh, Colleen because you well, you had a date with her. You had to break the date. Yeah. Well, I broke the date, but the reason I broke the date with Colleen. And that was not easy for me because I had all these other plans. I'd worked for them for two years. And now all of a sudden, I'm supposed to just forget it? That I made these promises to myself and, and Colleen actually did wait for me. And uh, finally, toward the end of my mission, she started dating. She started dating a little bit, but it, she dated one of her old sweethearts, Joel Brown. And uh, Joe, Joel and I, we never fought over Colleen, but we always was able to uh, Tell the other one. I was always able to say, look, I've got a girl and I'm going to go marry her. And I've got a date set up with her. I went out and saw her. And so I had this date and, and it was, uh, by the way, Cyril, this Cyril, which is Gloria's uncle, had a real estate business and it was in Ontario and that's where I lived and I I just had everything set up to tell them when you were on your mission your dad moved to Ontario because when you came back from your mission he was in Ontario well yeah that didn't set with me too well is because my folks had moved and I had to move with them. And he was remarried. He married Edna. Yeah. Yeah, Dad, he decided to find him a girlfriend. But my mom and Dad got a divorce while I was on a mission. And then your dad got married. And my dad got married and moved to Ontario. And moved to Ontario. So when you came home on your mission, the home was in Ontario, not Vail. Yeah. That didn't bother me any. It was just that I had to, you know, live with my parents. So I had to go live where they lived. That, Okay. There was a lot of adjusting and a lot of... And then, and then you finally broke the date with Colleen, tell him. You decided to do what Cyril wanted you to do. Well, uh, it was the hardest thing I ever did. Is 
Cyril kept after me. I worked in the same office in Ontario as he did. And so he was after me all day, every day. He says, I got a niece, she's beautiful. I want you to meet her. And he kept after me this way. You've got to meet her, you gotta meet her. And uh, I was able to resist him a lot because I just plain told him. I said, Cyril, you've kept track of me. You know what I'm doing. I said, I got a girlfriend that I left. And I'm going to go get her, make a date, and we'll probably end up getting married. Now, he knew that I would do that because uh, Colleen and Cyril and myself lived in the same ward, and we saw each other often. And uh, whenever we saw each other, we always talked about these things. Do I have a girlfriend? Am I going to marry Colleen and all these kind of stuff? Well, Cyril won out, and I went ahead then, and I broke the date with Colleen to go out with this other girl because this other girl was his niece, and Cyril uh, it was lived in a different town than what she did. But when she came to town, she stayed with her grandma, and that's where I had to drop her off and go get her. Tell them that I lived in Cuna, Idaho. Oh, Cuna, Idaho, if you know where Cuna is. where I lived, where she lived was Cuna, Idaho. Yeah. And and that I had to sing at a 50th wedding anniversary, and that's why I was going to be there. Okay. So, Cyril was trying to get in my pocket again. And uh, insisted that I break a date with Colleen and make a date with this glorious girl. Now, I had a lot of time to talk to Cyril about this, and I I held my grounds for several days. I don't know how long the dates were apart, but I held my ground for some time. And uh, finally, he got to me. And I, I had this date set up with, with my old girlfriend. And this new new person, he had to have a chaperone for her. Her name was Gloria. And, and I was singing. I was singing at 50th wedding. Yeah, he, she was singing everywhere in the country, but she had a song scheduled, a singing deal scheduled in Nyssa, Oregon, which is 
all these towns. It was in Vail. It was in Vail. Was it in Vail? Yeah. Bless Ingham. In but all these towns were fairly close, and we could drive to them. So it was your old ward in Vail, Oregon. Okay. It was my old ward in Vail, and that's where Cyril and I knew each other for all my life, practically. But Cyril was old enough to be my father, but because of circumstances and and different things going on, he and I saw each other often. We were just like dad, dad and son. So where she was singing at was in Nyssa. No, there. Are you sure? Yep. Well, evidently I got my towns mixed up, but she had this singing appointment in Vail, and that's where I went to see her. Did I come to see you? You went to the church. Well, you met me at the church. Yeah. I remember the very vaguely, even today, of going to this church where she was. It was one of the ward, ward places. And they was having this big Friday night dance. And Cyril had asked his niece. Cause she, it was a 50th wedding anniversary that they asked me to sing to. It was Cyril's 50th. Sir, it was his wife's parents. His wife's parents. Oh, that's right. Anyway, I knew his parents. And they were having a 50th wedding anniversary. Yeah, right. And he had invited Gloria. I don't know how. Uh, they asked me to sing at the 50th wedding. Yeah, he, he invited her, but asked her that, told, and told her that he needed her to sing yeah. that night. And she was already accustomed to singing everywhere because everybody wanted to hear her sing. And if ever there was an opening, somebody was right there to grab her. Right? Yeah, I sang a lot. Yeah. Okay. Now what do you want? So tell them when you first met me. What you think when you saw me? Oh, gee. Do I have to go with this girl? Anyway, that is an important step. Is because uh, I actually went to this ward house, steakhouse, where they were having a Friday night dance. 50th wedding anniversary. Oh. But, but they had these dances every Friday night back then. Yeah, okay. And, and Gloria was asked on this particular occasion to be there to sing a song because of her aunt and uncle. Yeah, my uncle. They were having a 50th wedding anniversary and, and she was going to sing. I almost erupted that whole thing. That 
seems like a miracle that we even got that far together. But I remember going into this church after I had broken a date with Colleen and I had had this date with uh, Cyril's niece who turned out to be Gloria Furman. Anyway, if anybody would have told you that I wasn't that much in love with Colleen and I was kind of looking around, it would have been a big lie because it wasn't. I depended on Colleen being available to me. She waited for two years and now all of a sudden all these little things are popping up. And they're trying to take Gloria away from me. No, Colleen. Or Colleen away from me. But I, it didn't work out. Tell them what you thought when you first saw me. First okay, I'm coming to that. Gloria, this particular t night, I had to ch chaperone her. This is what bothered Cheryl so much, is Gloria was coming to this steakhouse to sing a song. Anyway, somebody was having a 50th wedding celebration, and they'd already asked Gloria to be there to sing. And so I was... I was uh, muddy in the water, so to speak. I, I made the necessary appointments and broke the necessary ones and ended up going to this uh, 50th wedding anniversary. Tell me what you thought when you first saw me. Well, the thing is, I went ahead and kept my promise. And Cyril, he really, he really got to me because he had to have a chaperone for his niece, Gloria. And if I didn't be there to take her out and chaperone her and get her back and forth to where she was staying the night, it would have all been a turmoil is what it would have been. So, I. I finally got everything worked out and everybody agreed on everything I was doing. I had to do tie up all these loose ends so that you'd be free to be chaperoned. And I had no desire to chaperone somebody, especially when I had to break a date and I hadn't seen her for two years. I hadn't had a date with her for two years because of my mission and the service. And I was bound and determined I was going to, I was going to hook up with Colleen and keep that date. But I ended up breaking that date and going to the church house to meet my 
girl that I was going to chaperone. And I did all that for Cyril. Oh, by the way, Cyril and I have talked about this numerous times, how life is and how these twists and turns are always out there and you got the devil working on one side and the Lord on another and it's lucky I ever even kept that date. But I went to the church and I was going to pick up this girl, right? Yes. And her name was Gloria Furman. And I can't, I can't go too much farther because I can't remember all the details. Tell me what you thought when you saw me. What did you think about me? <laughs> That's important, isn't it? Yeah. Well, anyway, as I remember, it was one of the ward buildings that I, she was in, the, in that building waiting for me. Anyway, I walked in this church building where she was supposed to be, and sure enough, she was there. And uh, she was sitting up there either practicing her song or getting ready to be called to perform. So I was on time for all that. And I made a good happy man out of Cyril, but I made a double happy one out of me. Because when I saw that lady, she was up by the piano, sitting down waiting to be called on, as I remember. And I guess I just changed everybody's attitude that night. What do you want me to say now? What did you think when you saw me? Did you think I was ugly? <laughs> that doesn't matter what I thought. Yes, it does. Why does it? Put the mic up to your mouth. Because you were going to marry Colleen, so what did you think when you saw me? Well... I can't tell you what I thought. I can't remember what I thought. But here, here I was, uh, finally hooking up with, with Gloria because she's the cause of all that. And I was going to chaperone her and get her home and take her to her grandma's or somewhere to stay for the night. But I had, I was responsible for her. And when I walked in that church building, she was up there with several people by the stage. And I guess they were practicing or she was about to practice or about to perform. I can't remember those. Yeah, perform. So uh, I, I was on time to, rescue her, you might say. But what I thought was, well, this may not be so bad after all. She's a pretty girl, a pretty cute girl. Cyril's been telling me that. That she's 
you know, that she's popular, she sings a lot. In a way, she scared me. I had to live up to my reputation too, you know. And my reputation was I could get a date with anybody I wanted, any time. And that was just about true. But nobody, nobody expected me to break that date with uh, Colleen. Well, I never did date her again because I fell in love with Gloria as soon as I saw her. And Believe it or not, as long as I was go, had been going with with uh, Colleen and everybody in the whole steak area was watching me to see what I was going to do. The word got around, and everybody knew I was in a turmoil. And so, what did you think? Well, this is your story, not mine. Well, no, and now you're involved. What'd you think? I'll tell my story, you tell yours. That's why you you want me to tell it, because you can't remember either. Oh, yes, I can. You can? <laughs> you should be able to remember, because it, you were involved in it, and it was your fault I was in that. That's right. Situation. <laughs> it was my fault. It was Cyril's fault. Yeah, but you know what? Cyril and I have had some good laughs over that. He thinks he's the cat's meow now. But he did. He saved my life. So tell him, are you happy? That you married me? Oh, man. I guess I was was so happy that I kept telling myself, that, can this be true? Am I really dating this girl? All those kind of things popped, popped around in my head. But the Lord was with me. The Lord wanted me there. And uh, I was in the Lord's hands through Cyril. That's right. That's right. I was still being directed by the Lord. And I just hoped that she liked me a little bit. I have no idea how you felt. Well, I was happy that you were there. But I did take you to Nyssa, where you stayed the night. Yeah. And picked you up the next morning to take you home. No, my dad came and got me. Did he? Well, she lived in Cuna, Idaho. And it wasn't but just days or hours I was there with her. It didn't take me very long to run her down. 
because I took after her, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You impressed me enough that, and I'd already broken my date and did my damage and broke my people's heart. Now I had to go prove myself. And I never will forget when I walked in that building and you were in a group up by the stand getting ready for your song. And I guess you were preparing when to go on or getting yourself lined up. But anyway, that's where I found you. You were that close to being rescued by somebody that Cyril Furman thought I was worthy of. And you were worthy. But what'd you think? Thought you were a pretty nice guy. Nice enough to accept a date? Yeah. Because I was knocking on her door at home in the next few days or the next day. I don't know which days are which anymore, but but I do want to know one thing. You must have had some kind of feelings. Yeah, I thought you were not. You were a nice guy. You must have had something going on in your head because you were waiting for somebody that you'd never met before. That's right. And how did you know what kind of a guy I was? You were a return missionary. Is that what you went by? Yeah. Good thing I went on a mission then, isn't it? I don't know if I can put everything together, but I'm going to give it a whirl. Okay, tell that when we got married. So. I think we're at the stage right now where Gloria and I got married. In the Idaho Falls Temple. And we got married in the Idaho Falls Temple. Now that wasn't easy to do because we got married on the 29th of December and that was right after Christmas or during the Christmas holidays and we could hardly find any temples open. So we searched and found that the Idaho Falls Temple was open for a period of time and we zoomed over there and got married. Is that the way it went? And your parents and my parents were there. And both my parents and Gloria's parents were there. They were able to get there because actually when you stop and think about it, Idaho Falls and the temple is not very far from Vail, Oregon or Ontario or some of these other places that we kick around at. So it wasn't that big of a deal. It was just that we had to get ourselves in shape and ready to do it. And we had to uh, let the authorities in charge 
know that we were coming. And so all these things had to, had to be taken care of. But you know what? Speaking from the hip right now, that was the best thing I ever did. It was tied the knot with this young lady that I, I now call her my wife and my companion and my eternal mate. And I call her all those things because that's what she is. And she's also uh, not her at this point, but me. I am one lucky Jose. Because I, I hurried up and got married, but I didn't really have a relationship with Gloria. We didn't see one another that often or go out together very much. It was just one of those things that I knew in my heart was meant to be. And to this day, 50 years later, is it? 60, 61. 61? 61. That's 6-1. 61 years later, here we are sitting in our home and compiling this data so that I can have it in my history book.